welcome to this episode of Hope and Struggle. You're in the car with me. We're taking a little drive, running some errands. Is that just like a mommy thing? Because I think everyone probably does errands. Or maybe that's what we say here in Texas. I'm going to go run some errands. <sighs> Wanted to get back with you post my last podcast. So if you haven't listened to my podcast on the latest division of grief, please go listen. I I certainly don't want it to upset you or leave you feeling hopeless because that was not my intention. and, And I don't believe that I did that. However, here I am and it's a new day and I'm leaving the gym, something I do. And I literally teach at a gym so that I can be around humans and so that I can get that shot of adrenaline and like it's the funnest ride to teach a class and have a bunch of amazing people in there all doing the same thing. Um, of course that I'm telling them to do. <laughs> and, um, it's just a thing I believe God's given me. That's just always, always gives me joy. And yes, I'm there for the members and yes, I'm there to give this gym the best class they can, but you have no idea what you get when you teach a class. It's just the I mean, done right, it is the most fun because it's not about you. It's about how you can help them get a good workout and have fun. But I taught today and I teach at this gym that's close to my house literally so that I can get that shot of adrenaline so that I can have free membership, which, by the way, is always a great byproduct of teaching. If you've ever considered one of the best things I've ever done, sisters, is learn to teach fitness classes. I started teaching in college and I've never not taught. It's been so good. And I've taught every format except for Zumba. I mean, I can teach like a hip hop version of Zumba, but not like a, a true Latina version of Zumba. Like the Latinas would make fun and be like, girl, what are you doing? You know, stay in your lane, which I do. I stay in my lane when it comes to the shaking of the booty in that capacity. Let's just be honest. So after the last podcast I recorded, You have to understand something about grief. It's not that you go through the stages of grief and then you're done. It's not that you go through them in the order in which you see them written out or you've seen, read them before or, or know of them. You ping pong back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And some days you're kind of good. And then other days, all you can think about is who you've lost. Then on other days, you're good. And then that one song comes on or even a smell, or putting out your Christmas ornaments. It's a myriad of things, and you're allowed, first of all, to have whatever emotions you want. In my humble opinion, as long as you check them at Feet of Jesus. What I want to do today is just share with you some of the top things I do that get me back right. And by the way, it's totally okay to go down that path for a little while. You need to. It's it's, it's, it's one of the ways in which healing happens. And when I say healing, I say that in the, in, in the best of ways, because you guys will never be the same. We'll never be that same again. One of the things I said in the last podcast, which I've gotten a lot of um, messages and some people even text me that says like, you know, my heart is breaking for you because you said my life will never be that amazing again. Let me be clear. What I mean by that is my life, and this is a fact, will never be that version 
of amazing again. It was amazing. I believe Lee, I mean, if there is such things as soulmate, and no, I don't, the Bible doesn't talk about this. It's like a worldly thing that people have put together. Um, he, he was, he was as perfect as perfect can get for me. And, you know, we're human, so we're not perfect, but he and I worked. It was the best combination ever. And, and if you don't know this, I was married previously. I have Andrew, my oldest son, who's 20 from another marriage. And that was the least perfect. All I have is unfortunately bad memories there other than Andrew. And it was heartbreaking. And, and to not be wanted when you're married is one of the worst things for anyone to ever feel. And I pray you never have to go through that or you never know what it's like when someone chooses someone else or many others than you. I pray you never, ever, ever have to feel that. So I, so I know what love isn't, but I also know what love is. And when I'm speaking of love right now, I'm speaking of the kind of love that God gives us when we find our spouse. Lee was that version for me. And so when I say my life will never be that amazing again and how disappointed I am, all of that is absolutely true. But here is what I guess I meant to say, or, or a better way to describe that is if God ever blesses me and allows me to be with another man again, or someone equally as wonderful, but I'm sure completely different, it will be a different version of awesome. It will be a different version of amazing. It will be a different version, but we mourn what we've lost. So so me saying that is me being completely transparent and honest. And I think it's okay for me to say that, but I don't say that with zero, zero, zero hope and that my life will be horrible and terrible from now until Jesus takes me. Okay. It's going to be hard and yeah, it's going to be bad in some days and some days it's going to be very sad, but just know that I re- know this world is not my home. I know that God gave us Lee here. I mean, he took Andrew and I, you know, a single mom. I mean, I was a woman with baggage, y'all. And he was like, I don't care. I love you. P.S. I have cancer. And I'm like, okay, because I'm down. I'm down to ride this as long as we can ride it. And while I hoped Lee would be with us on this earth through Garrett's high school years, God chose differently. And so all that being said, I kind of want to be clear about what I meant by that. And regardless of how you took it, um, it's okay for whether you're grieving or you have a friend that's grieving, it's okay for them to say those things as long as their true hope is in the only one who can truly save us. And, and please know that's where my hope lies. No matter what, like I was a Christian before I met Lee. I knew where my hope was before I met Lee. You know what I mean? So I, it will always come back to that point. All right. So that being said, I want to share with you some of the things I do daily that help me out. But first, I want to share something with you that I don't know that many of you know. Number one, I'm a fitness person at heart and I have a fitness business. This is something I still do to this day. So if that ever interests you or you'd like to have someone maybe to help guide you or give you recommendations that is a Christian, someone that will pray with you, someone that will give you scriptures, someone that also will hold you accountable and like say, hey, sister, I know you feel bad, but let's get on it. Let's continue because consistency over time, you guys, is what helps us reach our goals. That and layers and layers of accountability. If that's anything that you're interested in, something maybe you want to look further into, you can message me here, of course, but um, I have a website. It's mindylawhorn.com. That's it. 
you can reach me that way. I can show with you some of my favorite things I do, some of my favorite products and things that are tried and true that I've done for years and years now that I believe are, you know, game changers and ways that we can stay not only consistent, but great programs with great, you know, meal plans and options and things I've learned even through what I've had to go through lately with my body, you know, just having the hormonal changes and being older and going through grief and it just not responding. I've learned a lot and I'm happy to share any of that with you. I'd love to take you on as a client if that's something that interests you or, or, or maybe someone that just sort of is within my community and my team. I'm happy to talk to you more about that. Come to MindyLawhorn.com. Okay, back to the things that I do daily that help me through all of this. Number one, I pray daily. I am always, always in prayer and I always get in my Bible somehow, some way. I highly recommend finding a Bible study of sorts and just let it guide you to a reading because it's like so weird to try to read the Bible, you guys, if you've not, it doesn't read like a book. And like those people that start from the beginning and go to the end, I don't think they're human. I think they're an alien. To go from the beginning of the Bible, you're going to lose it in Leviticus. You're going to lose it. I mean, if you can get to Leviticus, woo, I, I have so much respect for you because that's tough. Now, if that's a goal of yours, maybe for this new year, there's lots of Bible reading guides that I'm happy to share with you that I love, love, love. She works his way, has one, but it's fantastic. I love it. But I think it's imperative, especially us as women and moms. And, and, and if you are grieving or if you are, even if you haven't lost someone, grief can be the loss of a dream, the loss of a job, the loss of a marriage, whatever, whatever that is, we need help and we need a guide. So I have lots I recommend, but I recommend a Bible study where you actually have to open up and you have to write something down, like with a pen, like with a pen and paper. How crazy is that? Not just a, you know, digital thing, which I know that's where our life is, but you guys, I am a firm believer in my other specs out there all over the place that pen and paper, it does something different within your brain. It does something different within your memory and it's imperative. So I love something I can write in and write on and go to the Bible, write maybe an answer to the question once I read a scripture. There are many, many of those that I'm happy to recommend, but that's number one. Number two, every day we have to get physical. I don't care if you're an athlete. I could give to you know what, because it's not about that. It's about you moving. God gave us this for a reason. It clears your head. It makes us feel better. You start getting physical every day and you start working out, there's a thing that comes to you that maybe you had at one point and is gone, or maybe you've never had, but you know what? You start working out, you start being physical, you start figuring this out a little bit. Your confidence comes in such a ridiculous fashion. And I don't mean like, oh, you're so amazing and you're pompous and looky, looky at me. I just mean, there's this confidence that God gives you through working out that you can't get anywhere else. So that's number two. Number three, I always, always have to do something productive every day. And don't get me wrong. There's been some days in the last two years that I have been in sweats on my pink sofa, not even knowing what time it is and just being in the middle of it. And those are the days I felt the worst. Doing something productive every day means that maybe that's organizing a drawer. Maybe that's writing a note to someone. If you're like me and you own a few businesses, I have to do something for my business. Whether I do a call with a, one of my coaches or one of my customers or clients, whether I do a video, 
which that's hard when you look like you've been crying. But in even going online and talking with people, that is productive. And that also helps not only with the confidence, but makes you not feel so bad. You feel like you're still moving forward. And especially if you have a team of people, we need to give to them. It's our responsibility to. So that's number three. Number four, I always, always reach out to someone. Maybe it's my sister. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's someone on Facebook that said something kind. Simply reaching out and saying, thank you, or that is a beautiful picture. Or, or, or looking into the interest of others is what it boils down to, which, by the way, is biblical. God does something with that. It frees us up. It opens our hearts. It gives us joy. And that is something that's very hard to find when you feel so, so bad. So those really are my top four things. And the fifth one, you're going to probably think is a little weird, but I'm going to just tell you anyway. I, I love my dogs. I know that sounds so silly. And you may have a cat. You may have a, a hamster. Gosh, I almost said something else. That was so funny. I don't know what it is. Maybe you like to paint. Maybe you like to journal. Maybe you love to, to work in your garden or in your flowers or whatever it is. You got to do that one thing that is kind of feels frivolous, but that just gives you that little shot of, I don't know if you want to call it love or, 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 or just, I don't even know the adjective I would use. But I not only have one schnauzer, I have three. Believe me, three were, was not my plan. The oldest one we got is our first dog. Okay, cool. My son named her Charlie Nacho. He was six. It's fine. We got a black one. And she's a black schnauzer. And she's the cutest thing ever. Her name is Lola. Actually, Lola Del Toro. And then two's fine. Two's good. You know, that's enough. But after Lee passed, and it was Garrett's first birthday without them, said, Garrett, what do you want for your birthday? And he started crying. And I don't mean crying. I mean bawling. And he said, oh, I want his a dog. And I said, Garrett, we, we have two dogs. No, one of my, uh, one of my own. Sorry, I just hiccuped. One of my own. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do with three dogs? But I also said, okay, stop crying. I'll, we'll do whatever. So we have three schnauzers. And that's ridiculous, but I don't really care because I love them. And every day I just love Hugging them, kissing them, loving them. And I know that sounds so silly, but that little thing, whatever that looks like in your life, I think is imperative. And I think God's given it to you for good reason. So if you haven't listened to the other podcast, when you do that first, it'll give this a little bit more grounding and background so you understand. But above all things, if, if there's one thing I can tell you, that always draws me back to not only reality, but, but gets me out of my up and down and my crazy emotions and all the things you can imagine someone might feel if they've lost their husband and they're a mom and they work businesses and their, you know, their job as people is Jesus. I don't know if you know him, but at least find out what you think. I'm never going to bash you. Y'all, I'm not a Christian because I followed Christians. I'm a Christian because I love Jesus. I know he's real. I follow him. And he never said, follow Christians. He said, follow me. So I want to lovingly tell you, if you've ever been hurt by a Christian or you think they're the worst, which by the way, Christians are notoriously judgmental and cheap. <laughs> Believe me, I know. But we're not supposed to be like them. We're supposed to be like him. Let me pray with you real fast. Jesus, I love you. Thank you for this time, God. I know you're real. I know this world is not our home, but gosh, all of the feelings and all of the pain are real. Please help us through this. 
Please help guide me to be an encourager and a help so that this pain that I feel daily has purpose. Lord, I lift up my boys to you. Please guide them to be just these ridiculously amazing men in spite of what's happened to them. In spite of what they've lost, don't let them do the reverse because of it. And Lord, I'll pray for, if it's your will, for me to be able to love again. And I don't mean that in any selfish way. I want your will. And if you don't want me to, just let that part of me cease. Let that part of me just slowly quiet down. Because I trust you more than anything else. Please buffer and slow down and start to quiet our selfishness. And let us open our heart to what it feels like to do these things each day to be better and to look into the interest of others. I love you, Jesus. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen.